Good morning, good evening, hello wherever you are. You are now listening to Tuned In with Callum. <laughs> How are you, Khalifa? I am good. I love this radio presenter <laughs> intro. This I thought good. we'd do like, I thought we'd have a bit of a formal moment. Why not? To welcome Here everyone back to Tuned In with Callum Lack. Welcome. How are you, Lafayette? I um I am good. I can't complain, but you do sound a little bit under the weather. Yeah, disclosure, I am sick. I have a stupid cold. I'm just oh. congested. I can't breathe through my my nose right now. I can barely even say the word. So bear with me in this episode, guys. Oh, well, get well soon. Thank you. And don't spread it to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. So oh, today's episode, we are talking about one of something that i know that i've mentioned a few times in previous tuned in with canon like episodes it is lyrics lyrical content tuned in with cal and lack lyrics are probably my favorite part of a song i love lyrics 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 i could read them all day i could talk about them all day and that's what we are discussing on this episode i'm excited ready to get into it and you know i've always loved words i've always loved english was always my favorite subject at school so it makes sense that lyrics would be my favorite part of a song but i never realized that not everyone shared or was as interested about lyrics as I was like my best friend Catherine shout out to Catherine by the way because if you are looking at our beautiful tuned in with Canon Lack logo right now I just want to quickly shout out Catherine because she designed it and the goat it's like so good so check Catherine McLean out on instagram and check out our etsy store just had to put that out there because me and khalifa like we love the artwork like it's so good so yeah iconic but like we lived together for four years and anytime a band that we loved came out with a new song or something i'd be like oh my god kathy the lyrics and she'd be like oh okay and i'm like okay like the lyrics (laughs) and that's when i realized that not everyone really pays attention or like loves lyrics as much as i do and where would you say that you stand with this khalifa like how are you with lyrics do you love them or are you like "Mm." do you know preparing for this episode was really really interesting because i kind of discovered how I enjoy music and what it is I like. Lyrics definitely play a big part, no doubt. I, like you, have always been interested in words, when it's just fascinating the, the way people can pull things together. So I've always loved that. But when I was preparing for this episode, I noticed that a lot of the lyrics I was picking out as examples, they were actually just okay. And I was more obsessed with the way the, the singer sang them. Oh, okay. It was more about the sound. It was like, I love this lyric because of the way it made me feel, but it was more to do with how it was sung. And that was really interesting for me. I had to dig deep to really think, well, let's just take the sound and the sonics and the singing away from it and really just focus on the words. And I struggled a bit. It was like, I really oh, no. my brain. 
when I came up with some good examples, which shows that lyrics are definitely, definitely important to me. I think I can spot them. I think when they're amazing, they're amazing and they really stick with me. But yeah, I'd say I'm probably not as much of a lyric fanatic as you, but <laughs> I'm hugely, hugely influenced by lyrics over time. And I think it really is sort of one of the tick boxes. You know, I love a good criteria. It's I mean, one of the tick boxes. I, we both do. <laughs> we sure do. And what makes a good artist for me is being able to bring incredible lyrics. So, yeah, it's definitely um, important. I definitely agree also because, as everyone knows who's ever listened to Tune with Canon Lack, I love an interview. And I kind of feel like lyrics, whether it's a big team, whether it's just one person, but it lets me know what you're feeling, what's going on in your life more than anything more than sonically more than you know the music video it's the lyrics that's what we hear and so in terms of that i mean do you remember the first sort of song or lyrics that you ran to and were like oh my god what is this i need to know exactly what he's saying and who is this person and what what are they talking about do you remember that kind of first moment for yourself um <laughs> i'm not sure if i do to be honest but the first thing that came to mind when you asked that was uh sierra and Bow Wow, like you. Wow. Only because the chorus, you know that like it's... <laughs> iconic. <laughs> it's so iconic and it feels like there's so much words in it. But I remember like taking the time to like listen, re-listen, re-listen anytime it came on the radio to really like listen to what Sierra was saying in the chorus. So I don't know if that's the same thing, but I remember that's when I was like, oh, I need to, I want to learn the words, the chorus so I can sing along. It's just fun, isn't it? And I think that was what I was discovering, that a lot of the times it's not even really about the lyrical content, it's just the way they're being said. It's just yeah. a fun mm-hmm. little flurry of words that you want to sing along to and you want to know what they're saying so that when that part comes in the song, you can just do it. Exactly. And to be- yeah it's just it's so important to be honest I was really racking my brain for something that like stood out to me as one of the moments where I had to know exactly what was being said and I was just so interested in why are you saying that where has this come from and for me it was Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen Um, I remember the moment I first heard that song actually we and my brother were um, sharing the computer at least back in the days of having a desktop the one family computer in the home and (laughs) after school we used to get like a couple of hours to just do whatever we wanted and we came across this website and somebody was doing a parody to Bohemian Rhapsody and my mum being a huge ballad fan and a huge queen fan came in the room and she's like what is this and she's like no 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 you need to listen to the original and she told us a bit about you know the song and sort of where it came from and she's like yeah Freddie Mercury died and in, in this song he's speaking about his his battle with HIV and this is kind of him like his last plea and I just remember being so interested and just thinking like wow like this is really really personal and then going and reading all of the lyrics and then studying like when he's talking in different languages and he starts speaking latin and i was looking at the words and what they all meant and i got really 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 obsessed with this song and to this day (laughs) to this day it's one of my favorite songs it's so generational i sing it with my little sister i sing it with my mom it's just such a great lyrical song so that that was a definitely a big first moment for me i mean you definitely win in terms of like first (laughs) song that you because to be honest, I know that Bohemian Rhapsody is obviously it's such a legendary song, but I still don't know other words to that. <gasps> I know, I know. I just like kind of. 
Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> I just like make noise, but yeah, I still don't know all the lyrics of that. Anyway. I'm really interested in terms of songwriters because obviously this, these are who the lyrics come from. Okay. Who are your favorite songwriters? Oh my gosh, who are my favorite songwriters? I could not do this episode being a lamb and not mention Mariah Carey. I don't know if I would say she's my favorite just because it's so difficult, but she's definitely a strong contender. And I think that she's so severely underrated as a songwriter. Her pen is unmatched. It is unmatched. Mariah Carey is one of the most... I think what sets Mariah Carey apart is how meticulous her songwriting is. It really is so sophisticated. It's it's almost like poetry, poetry. Yeah. I completely agree with that. It's often that you find in pop songs, particularly mainstream pop songs, they try and dub it down. So it's like, let's take the big words out. Let's take the confusing metaphors out. Let's just, you know, make it very simple for a wide audience to understand. And Mariah's probably the antithesis of that for in sure. terms of just pouring so much emotion, so much depth, so much metaphor and imagery into her songs and then becoming stupidly, ridiculously huge mega hits. Exactly. <laughs> it just goes to show that you don't have to strip a song from its essence and from anything that's really good and pure about music to make it a hit. You can be a, a, you can be a successful song and be full of great lyrical content. Mariah is absolutely the pinnacle of that. I totally agree. She is, and I think that, you know, everyone knows Mariah Carey's vocal range. Of course you do, because it's legendary. She's a legend, that's great. But her songwriting is... You just need to listen to Breakdown from the Butterfly album. You just need to listen to the Butterfly album, period. You just need to listen to... All I Want for Christmas is You. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that it's so complicated and it's so deep. But the songwriting, like, who does not know... The, at least the first verse to All I Want for Christmas is You. Exactly. exactly. Who doesn't know that? And that's... It's, it's lyrics that stand the test of time. You're so right. There you go. There you go. So I don't know if I'd say that she's my favourite, but she's someone that I absolutely have to mention. And I always look forward to any project, whether it's new or old, that Mariah Carey is featured on as a songwriter because it's just always so in-depth, well-thought-out, and I'm I just I live I absolutely live so do you have a favorite songwriter oh my gosh this question feels like impossible to even yeah, answer it's it impossible but honestly I think for me there is no way I could have this episode without talking about Amy Winehouse oh my god Gleba as, okay <laughs> as one of my favorite artists of all time um one of in my opinion the best artists of all time in in her short career was just absolutely groundbreaking i think her pen it just for me her lyrics come from such a raw and honest place and she is also an example of not having to dumb your music down for it to be mainstream for it to be popular for people to dig it and get it um not slamming metaphors and imagery and poetry into every Mm -hmm. line but definitely giving it to us where we need it where it makes sense and really creating timeless, beautiful music. I think she has so many songs, I don't even know where to begin. 
I mean, she's only had sort of, um, you know, two studio albums, but even in those, the the songwriting is just so strong. And yeah, I, I would say that for me, particularly at the time when I discovered Amy Winehouse and when she was really, really popular, sort of a back to black album, I was like 13, 14, just really getting into music and, you know, really appreciating deep lyrics and things like that and I suppose you know having my little first love and things like that you know I started to put it her own and she really did like start to call to me in places that I'd never really been called to before I started to feel music at that age as a young teenager and she was a huge part of that for me her lyrics to this day to quote a few I mean where do I begin I'd say on holy war if my man was fighting an unholy war, I would stand beside him. Like, come on. If it my just... man was fighting, wait, gonna have to, you're going to have to do that one again. I That went right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If my man was fighting an unholy war, I would stand beside him. She said, I'm going to stand by my man. Fair play. <laughs> it's just, it's like, but that's just the beginning. That That's how the song opens. And it just goes on and it's just such a outpour of of I, I, I can't even find the words myself ironically it's just abject love it's like fierce intense unwavering unconditional love in that song and it's just so beautiful I probably be my favorite song of hers of, of all time not even just because of the lyrics is love is a losing game Khalifa I was going to mention that because <laughs> I am. You know how I, feel. <laughs> I see. I don't know why I was shocked when you mentioned Amy Winehouse. Probably because I didn't even think about Amy Winehouse. But she's a great ex. She really is a great example of a great songwriter. And I know, obviously, I know you, and I know how much you love Amy Winehouse. So that shouldn't come as a surprise to me. But when you just think of "Love Is a Losing Game," how sincere and beautiful and oh my gosh and and simple very simple I think it's about three or four verses it doesn't even really have a structured chorus but she says so much in so few words and I think that's such a difficult thing to do you don't have to sort of use an entire verse or even an entire song to explain one particular feeling she's able to say so much in only a couple of bars and love is a fate resigned I think it really does sort of express exactly how she feels in that moment it's just whatever's going to happen in love is going to happen it's it's written in the stars and you know the gods are laughing at what she mentions later on down the line it's just in in what four or five words you're able to say so much it just it's the power that that has (laughs) the international implications (laughs) that that has do you have any more or any other examples of a great songwriter that you just absolutely love Ooh, I'd say another one would be Martha Wainwright. Um, so she's a folk singer and she has this one song called Bloody Motherfucking Arsehole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as, as violent as it sounds, it's not about fisting gone wrong. It is oh. actually aimed at her father, um, who is also a songwriter. And the way that she describes him in interviews and sort of other songs and um, across her life, she's described him just to be very arrogant and very pessimistic and quite judgy. Um, you know, he would speak to her and her siblings in song and just, you know, paint himself as a kind of hero and really be condescending towards her. Yeah. And this song is just such a rebellious 
F you to not just her father, but in my opinion, men. It's just, it's been used in so many films, TV shows, so many different things as as a kind of, you know, when a woman's breaking away from an abusive relationship or, you know, when she's like coming out from under a man's control or power, like that is the song used in that scene, basically, because it's just so, I don't care who you want me to be. I don't have to be the perfect cookie cutter version of a woman that you're after. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be me. You're a bloody motherfucking arsehole. And (laughs) I'm just, (laughs) I'm just a free woman and let me do me. Stop trying to control me. Get your foot off my neck. Like all of those metaphors crammed into one song. I'd say in particular, the way she opens the song, poetry has no place for a heart that's a whore. It's just so powerful. It's just so like, let's unpack. Let, let's unpack that. I mean, I'll leave that to you guys, you know, tune in with Cadillac listeners. You let me know what you think that that means. And it means something so different to everybody. I think, I, no I think you need to pull up, pull up. What's the, say the lyric again, like pull <laughs> up. <laughs> Poetry has no place for a heart that's a whore. Oh. And the way that I see that, those lyrics are, my heart has been used and abused so much that I don't even have the poetic lyrics to describe how I feel. And then she ironically gives us a song that is full of so much poetry to describe exactly how she's feeling. It's just such a perfect and interesting and ear-catching opener to a song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just goes on to really empower, um, I guess, her as a woman and how she feels. It's, it's, It's beautiful. So that stands out to me as incredible songwriting. It's just... It stands the test of time. But I want to hear yours. Any sort of particular song or particular songwriters that just kind of grab you by the balls? Well, you know, I definitely... I have to. I, I'm sorry, guys. This I might sound like a broken record, but I have to mention Hayley Williams. Oh, God, yes. She actually could be my favourite songwriter. Wow. And I know that that is such a, such a bold statement, but I think that she really could be because... I'll leave her solo work separate for a bit because we definitely will be getting to that. But when we're thinking about power more lyrics, they are so relatable. They are so vulnerable sometimes. They are fun sometimes. They are, they're everything. I absolutely just, and I, I really think that that's the thing that made me fall head over heels with Palmore is the lyrics because I didn't expect that I didn't expect songs like so beautifully written like hallelujah and playing God and all these songs that are just like wow the lyrics I totally get that I think the way I would describe Hayley's songwriting is she knows how to get her point across so with a song like hallelujah it's just so like triumphant and glorious and joyous and you feel each and everything that she's trying to make you feel with misery business it's all that teenage angst and just frustration and like fuck you bitch give me my band and you feel like (laughs) that that you can't not feel what she's trying to make you feel she gets the point across and it's clear sometimes it's metaphoric sometimes it's very literal but you always finish the song knowing exactly what she was trying to say and feeling that as well. I totally agree. Because if you even think of playing God, uh, what's the lyric? 
if God's the game that you're playing, well, we must get more acquainted because oh. it has to be so lonely to be the only one who's holy. It's just my humble opinion, but it's one that I believe in. You don't deserve a point of view if the only thing you see is you. I mean, there you I go. I knew you were going to quote that. I knew it. <laughs> it is so strong. It's so strong. To the that's, point. Yes, yeah, that's to the point. Khalifa, that's the word. They're strong, they're in your face. And if God's the game that you're playing, well, then we must get more acquainted. You don't really need to second guess that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So I think Hayley Williams might be my favourite song. I would love to know. I mean, you did mention Back to Black album. But mm-hmm. do you have a favourite album where you really get lost in the lyrics and the world that the whoever it is performing it has created with the words. I honestly do. And it's The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I completely, com- even at four, five, six years old, when I hadn't ever, you know, experienced life, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I felt exactly what you were trying to make me feel. It was just so, so emotive. You know, you're, you're going, I think she was pregnant quite yeah. a lot recording that album. She was um, going through a breakup and all sorts of things. And it was just incredibly packed with emotion and everything you were going through. She sang it so beautifully, but the words she's saying specifically mm-hmm. are just, oh, just they just fill my heart with so much joy. But some of her, her lyrics are very literal. It doesn't always have to be, you know, layers and layers of metaphor. Sometimes it can be. It could all be so simple, but you'd rather make it hard. Tell me who I have to be. The desperation and the rawness and the the complete and utter exposure of these lyrics. It's just bearing my soul, giving it all to you. Just take me as I am. And I think we need that in music sometimes, just to read sure. the soul of a person. And no more do you see that than on Miseducation of Lauren Hill. It is perfectly written. Well, an album for me that I get lost in the words actually i'm gonna say something quite bold here sorry broken record but people are just gonna think that we listen to literally like two people yeah (laughs) love and heal and parable (laughs) but and i need everyone to like sit close because petals for armor by Haley williams i named that as my favorite album released in 2020 loved it i think it's amazing one of my favorite lyrics from the album of all time and i really actually think about every single day and i probably need to speak to my therapist about that because i don't know why but (laughs) it's from the song leave it alone and that song it's about grief the lyric is if you know love you best prepare to grieve and wow uh, oh my god like wow so profound And I don't want to like get depressing, but if you actually think about that lyric, if you know love, you best prepare to grieve. It's so true. You know, you think of the people that you love and no one lives forever. You've got to prepare to grieve. And I've, I've never heard that take and I've never ever heard that in a song. So simple, yet so profound. Really one of the best lyrics I've ever heard. That song, that whole album, you should definitely check out petals for armor because there's just great metaphors um 
about feminism that's great about friendship that it's not done in a corny way but done in such a realistic and believable way and a relatable way that i have to mention it sars guys okay i'll promise to try not to mention Haley williams <laughs> <laughs> Before you move on, actually, I think what is so interesting, particularly about that lyric and also that album, is that it touches on themes, as you mentioned, that we don't often hear about. So usually songs just love and, you know, sassiness or whatever it might be. But if you're... So shall I say the lyric again? If you know love, you best prepare to grieve. I mean, that could be any relationship. Anything. Or any situation. If you know love, you might lose um, a, a loved one. But you also might just end a relationship. You might walk away. Yep. You might lose a friend. Um. You know, through whatever means, it just it encompasses so much in a few words. And as I said before, that really does show the the power of a, of a really good writer just to be able to say a lot in a little. I think Haley does that spectacularly with that lyric and in that album as well. So totally agree. Sorry, you were saying. Uh. Well, like yeah. I mean, you said the word spectacular, so I think that i can we can end it there like it was it definitely is a spectacular album another album that i have to mention for its songwriting is to pimp a butterfly by kendrick lamar oh wow because it's so in your face and Mm. also very urgent i feel like kendrick had to write these lyrics they just feel i mean for every song they just feel so urgent and i don't actually have a particular lyric in mind again listeners world to pimp a butterfly if you've not heard i mean i don't know why you haven't heard it if you haven't but you need to it's perfect a great example you get lost in the world of kendrick's words absolutely it's it's music for the soul i actually think the year that that came out barack obama the president of the united states the only president um he Controversial, maybe cut that out, but he um, releases a list every year of sort of his favorite songs, his favorite books, his favorite albums. I believe that album was definitely on there, and I know that The Black and the Berry was the song that was on that made that list. And I can imagine why the urgency, I think you really touched on a very interesting theme in lyrics the urgency just having to say something yes and that being so apparent in the words you say and the way you say it it's very just take it as it comes and i think one of the albums that really stands out to me for that was jay-z's 444 i implore everyone to listen to this album just because it's so incredible but in terms of urgency i cannot use any other word to describe that it really was sort of a message that needed to be told and it needed to be told right then at that point in his career in his life it was just such a grown man album i think that's the way i would describe it it's you know i'm not i've i've put away the childish things i'm not here to talk about my wealth and um you know my rap ability or how great I am in comparison to other rappers or all the bitches in the holes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just the antithesis of what we expect from from rap in, in this day and age, which is just so boastful and so kind of meaningless, really. This was really, you know, I've been through some shit with my wife. 
and I need to get it off my chest. I need to publicly apologize for humiliating. Publicly, like publicly. Publicly, because I publicly humiliated her. So I'm not going to apologize in private. I need to publicly take a stand as a man and take responsibility and accountability for my actions. I am I know coming that's in right. front of you as a as a notoriously private person and we're a notoriously private family. But here I am bearing my soul, bearing my inner thoughts and feelings and experiences with you to let you know that it's not okay to do the things that I've done. It's not okay to disrespect the woman that you love publicly or otherwise. And this is exactly how I feel about it. I know that I feel this way because of where I am in life, that my experience with my my child and getting married and growing up has got me to this point. It's just, it's so profound. And I think there isn't a rap album, in my opinion, like it. Ooh, I'd say there's probably God. one that I can think of that sort of is in a similar tone. And unsurprisingly, it comes from Nas, which is Life is Good where it really is, I'm just talking about things that are concerning me now as a man in my 40s or 50s or however. I'm, I'm in a different place than you young rappers. I'm not trying to compete with you. This is just me, lyrics and a beat. And it just felt so raw. I think, I, I, you know, to quote one of the lyrics, this is off the um, the namesake um, song of the album. It's called 444. And he's talking about his relationship with Beyonce. Um, one of the lyrics he repeats over and over again is I apologise, it's just sort of the the end of um, most of his phrases in the song and in particular one lyric it goes said don't embarrass me instead of be mine that was my proposal for us to go steady, that was your 21st birthday, you mature faster than me, I wasn't ready so I apologised and it's just so clear to the point yep. Mm-hmm. especially from someone like Jay-Z who we know his pen is unmastered in the rap game I'm sorry un- unchallenged and um, completely unrivaled his his metaphor his wordplay his inner rhymes and his poetry it's just it's so incredible and I think in this song he strips all of that back he says exactly what he's trying to say it's pretty much like just having an interview or a conversation with him and picking his brain there is there is no mincing of the words. There's no, oh, did he mean this? Or was he trying to say that? I mean... Yeah, I love that. It's so direct. You were know, faster than me. I wasn't ready, so I apologise. It's just... I actually remember us talking about this many years ago on WhatsApp, you bringing that lyric up. And I agree. I still agree. It's so direct. And, I mean that makes it so much more powerful sometimes than like an extended metaphor where you're like huh <laughs> yeah but you gotta go back and don't get me wrong we love those too we like to unpeel the onion but sometimes just give me the the, the heart give it to me raw yeah <laughs> i just want to quickly mention one more album that i love for its songwriting and i get lost in the world of the words and that is um circle waves Young Chaser's album and I love Circle Ways. Uh, shout out to Catherine again for introducing me to them and probably their biggest hit is the song T-Shirt Weather and for me I definitely the Young Chaser's album is definitely an album that I listen to in the summer it just you know it, it, the words the the sound because it's an indie album it just captures the essence of summer but the lyric uh, well the chorus 
is I remember t-shirt weather. I remember some days we were singing our lungs out in the back seat together and the seat belts were burning our fingers in the t-shirt weather. I remember sleeping till the early afternoon and I promise you this song came out in like 2013 but it feels so anytime I listen to it especially those lyrics it always feels so nostalgic to me because I really do remember t-shirt weather. I remember being in my auntie's car in the back seat with my sister the seatbelt burning our fingers that is so I mean yeah, imagery the imagery it's so it captures everything I remember sleeping till the early afternoon our grandparents would have to wake us up to you know I really remember that exactly. and I just wanted to mention the album because like I said it is a summer album for me but it really captures the essence which is what you a good songwriter should do absolutely it takes you there they're taking you there with them on the journey and I guess, are there any songs that did that for you specifically? You've spoken about albums, but is there a specific song that just hits the nail on the head and takes you wherever they're trying to trying to go, I suppose? Well, I'll mention a few uh, lyrics. Um, there are, when I think of, like, favourite lyrics, I, and I promise you, I want everyone to know that I'm not saying this to be ironic. I'm, I really mean this. It's by the Queen of Pop. It's my favorite song by the Queen of Pop, actually. So Britney Spears, and the song is "Work Bitch." Yeah. <laughs> my it, this probably top five lyrics of all time, and the lyric is wow. no. I I mean I love it. The lyric is, "Do you want a hot body?" <laughs> and Kelly, <laughs> love that Lapaya. So literal. So do you? Oh my gosh, can we really just unpack that lyric? Do you want a hot body? Because who, everyone will have a different definition of a hot body. Some people might want a flatter stomach, bigger, like bigger this, flatter that, longer that. But no one, absolutely no one is going to say, you know what? No, I don't want a hot body. I'm like, yes, I want a hot body. And it's so inclusive. It's so silly it's so basic but effective because you know it's supposed to be like an empowering song it's i mean i love who's gonna say no tell me who is gonna say no to do you want a hot body it just gets you going that's the first lyric it starts (laughs) with that and it really does like you're on you're on board from the first you are on board and i'm not i know people might think because we've mentioned all this beautiful poetry not every day like do you want a hot body there you go it doesn't always question. have to be that deep. Sometimes it's just going to capture you and do yeah. what was intended for it to do. It, mm-hmm. The song is about getting you going and making you feel good. And work. You and better that, work, bitch. Yeah, just work, bitch. And, I'm and like, it, it does what it says on the tip. <laughs> I'm like, wait, okay, Brittany, I'm, I'm listening. And she's like, you better work, bitch. I'm like, fair. Indeed. I, I, I completely agree. One of my favourite songs of all time, to be honest. I mean, I mean, good. we definitely have a mutual love for that song. But yeah, do you want a hot body? That is so... And I want to point out that for me, I think that there's a huge distinction and a huge difference between basic lyrics and crap lyrics. Yes. <laughs> yes, which we'll there, come on to. We'll, we'll definitely, definitely come on to that, but I just want to say that because I know that do you want a hot body? Of course, that's a basic lyric, but it's so effective. It absolutely works. Indeed. I would say for me, in terms of songs, I'm thinking more of um, like songs with a real concept that must have taken so much time and effort to really perfect. 
but came out as literal masterpieces. Um, it's no surprise to me that the songs that I'm going to mention, are, and there's two of them, they're both hip-hop songs, they're both by incredibly credible um, rap artists who are undisputedly just great across the board. The first one is Nas, again, <laughs> and the song is called I Gave You Power. This is off his debut album. We're talking like a 19, 20-year-old um, you know, kid who to this day has one of the most incredible and um, world-renowned notorious like just glorious albums mm-hmm. it is rap royalty hands down it just goes down in the hall of fame it, it cannot be denied and this particular song he writes the lyrics from the perspective of a gun so in the song he is the gun and it just has so much metaphor so much layers um, the, uh, to give you an idea of the plot it's almost a metaphor for how these young black men in the hood are feeling and um, they're so surrounded by violence they it's like almost as if they weren't made from anything else their one sole purpose was to kill and to destroy and this gun is, is speaking about how he's sick of it he just doesn't want to do this anymore he gets a thrill from it because it's it's part of who he is but he's also just he, he feels disgusted with every life he takes and it's like, I'll be talking about the gun, I'll be talking about you. It's just, it's so layered. And then it, eventually um, it, the, the gun sacrifices its owner. So the gun actually jams itself so that it can't shoot the opponent. And the owner of the gun is killed. And the gun rejoices in, in the fact that it doesn't oh have God. to do this anymore. It's just, it, it, it really is like a movie could be made out of these. I was just about to say that word. Like, it sounds like this could be a film. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't heard the song or the album. I know that it's like every critic in the world has like claimed it as one of the best hip hop albums ever. But you know what, Khalifa? I, it's so funny that you mentioned Nas because I, for another example of like a great lyric, I have a Nas example that. I wow. I know, I know. I mean, it is a song by the Queen, Khalees, uh, where Nas features, but <laughs> this is one of my favorite lyrics, and it's from their song in public. Yep, I knew it's gonna be that. <laughs> Did you? Okay, yeah, fair. And the lyric is, which I mean, this is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's art. The lyric is the pussy or the mouth that is the question like shakespeare but my erection is the case here (laughs) he's so clever (laughs) the pussy or the mouth that is the question like shakespeare but my erection is the case here are you being see that's art that's actual literature like that's he's making like vulgarness poetry that's oh my gosh obviously he's referring to is it macbeth where it's to be or not to be Indeed. And he's saying the, the pussy or the mouth? Are you being sick? Like, that is so, it's so vulgar. It's so graphic. It's art. It's literature. I mean, we don't, I, I definitely don't claim Nas, but that lyric is, wow. I mean, it's so good. What a way to start your verse. What a <laughs> load of film. It gets to the tone. It gets to the point. <laughs> and I love that about that. I, I, I completely agree. I'd say... Another example for me, um, again, in, in a similar way, Common, in his song, I Used to Love Her, he's speaking about, um, an, not so much an object, but a, a noun, as if it's a person, and that, that noun is hip-hop. So 
I used to love her is one of those songs where you don't actually he doesn't actually reveal the plot of the song right until the end it's literally the last lyric and if you've never heard that song before and you're sitting there and you're thinking he's talking about a woman and then you hear you know but who I'm talking about y'all is hip-hop it's Spoiler alert, so profound, and then the, the beat cuts out and it's just like whoa like it really does take you on a journey to give you guys some context if you're not sure what the song's about so he's speaking about hip-hop as if she's his his lover and he's watching her go through life from when she was born in the new york streets to when she was adopted by the west coast and um, even where she um, became a bit commercialized and more pop in the, in the present day which would have been the 90s at the time and it does just take you on the journey of hip-hop as if, as if she's you know, battling with her true self and she's rediscovering herself and finding herself in different places. It's like a coming-of-age story for hip-hop. And it's his his love letter and his ode to her and what she's done for him. And one of the lyrics that stands out, you know, is the first lyric, I met this girl when I was 10 years old. And what I love most, she had so much soul. She was old school when I was just a shorty. Never knew throughout my life she would be there for me. It's just... Yes. It's just so, and I know that so many people listening to that, hip hop lovers, and I can, if you're a common fan, you probably are, you would have felt exactly how he felt. He just really did explain exactly what so much of us hip hop lovers feel. It's just, it's like it's there for you. It's a friend. It's a part of your life. It's bigger than music. It's a person. It's a, it's an identity almost. And he captures that extremely well in that song. So that's another example for me. Oh Lord! I mean, we this episode actually could be just like two hours long. Is it, it's I, not going to be a long episode. We said <laughs> this will be a quick one. We said. Yeah. I want on. to just quickly mention another one. Just a quick, just a, another no, no, lyric that I absolutely love. And again, I said there's a difference between basic and crap, and we'll definitely get onto crap after. But I think. Don't you by Pussycat Dolls featuring Buster Rhymes. The chorus, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was fun like me? No, no, that's so interesting, but I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. First of all, I I think it's brilliant because it's so simple. It's so childish. It's so silly. Like, it's just like, don't you wish your girlfriend? And who's really... You know what I love? It's when it's when they say, don't you wish your girlfriend was fun? It's like, your girlfriend's not even fun. Don't you wish she was fun like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was raw like me? Like, oh my God, your girlfriend's not even fun. She's not even fun. Don't you? Don't you? Like, I think it's so good. It's so timeless. The song's timeless, but I just think that goes with hand in hand with the silly, playful and cheeky lyrics. And I think have a feeling you might disagree i think you might think that they're on the it's so interesting that you brought this up because this is going to be my example of bad lyrics (laughs) oh my god (laughs) you know what i went through a roller coaster with this song when it was first released i hated it it was so huge i'm pretty sure it was number one everybody loved it it was like oh don't you wish you gave it i hated it i hated it so much i'm so stupid i don't get it and then i went through a phase of like I don't know, taking myself less seriously, where I was like, actually, this is a bop. And it was never intended to to move me sonically and take me to a higher level. It was just supposed to be fun and silly. And so I can appreciate it for what it is. I think this song is an example of bad lyrics done well. Hmm. It's not good lyrics. I think it's just a good feeling, which makes us ignore how bad the lyrics are and nah. focus on the song. 
that that's my opinion and i think that's a very interesting that's our listeners we need like i need to know are you team lack with like don't you think <laughs> Most hot like me is so good it's such a good lyric or are you team cow who's like actually this is crap <laughs> <laughs> but still a good moment and still enjoys it for what it is okay well you know since we're on the subject of crap lyrics hit me hit me go on i think you know what i'm gonna say lakaya i think we both <laughs> totally agree on how bad this particular song was before kendrick lamar blessed it and it was bad blood by taylor swift <laughs> so for those of you who don't know um kendrick lamar came onto the remix for this song for which they made a video the video was sick it was yeah it was sickening. so good the remix of the song was absolutely sickening but the original <laughs> let's talk about the lyrics Go did on. you have to do this i was thinking that you could be trusted did you have to ruin what was shining now it's all rusted <laughs> no now let's just unpack because taylor swift in my opinion is a brilliant lyricist oh she is she Definitely. writes so much of her own music if not all oh um and she's incredible um not just songwriting but music writing she is so good i think her pen is is brilliant and i actually love 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 this album it's by you far do. my favorite taylor swift album i love it but girl what was shining now is all rusted <laughs> i was thinking that you could be trusted like you could do better than this i think this is just you trying to dub yourself down and make very very basic lyrics just to get your point across very easily and very concisely but you could have done better than that it's just nice Um, it's a running joke in Martin Khalifa's whatsapp chat like (laughs) did you steal my gel pen because the lyrics are so elementary primary whatever you want to call it it's just so like they're that's bad lyrics they are what it was now what what was it what was trusted is now rusted yeah Taylor? Look, if you find trusted and rusted i, I just <sighs> Taylor, come on <laughs> did you have to hit me where i'm weak and baby i couldn't breathe like Taylor, <laughs> baby come like on we because... said... One Honestly, of the things about this song is that the, the chorus is actually really basic, but it's basic, it's not bad. Because maybe now we got bad blood. Yeah. Know, be mad love. Take a look what you've done, because maybe now we got bad blood. Hey! <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that's what we need from a chorus. Simple, to the point, got it, catchy, makes me want to sing along. Cool. But then the verses, yeah. I'm just so, and so grateful for whoever's idea it was, whether it was Taylor, whether it was somebody on her team, to decide we need to revamp this song and we need an actual good lyricist to come and redo it for us. <laughs> There's so much potential that we're wasting with lyrics like what was shining now is all <laughs> And so thank God for Kendrick Lamar. Thank God for whoever put this remix together. We salute you. I, I, of course, I agree. That's just really bad. But one, a more recent, uh, horrid, absolute horrid lyric, horrible lyric, horrible song, actually, is by, I think it came out this year, uh, DJ Khaled and Cardi B, Big Paper. I think that's what it's called. I remember sending it to you in the WhatsApp (laughs) chat, and we were just like, this is 
first of all, it sounds like she's running away from the beat. Like she's just it's awful. But one lyric in particular out out of the you can tell whoever it was, whether it was her ghostwriter, whoever it was, this was rust. And I love a boastful moment. I love a you know I've done this better than you. Fair, but the lyric is, oh my god, I've got five number ones. You've got five number nuns. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? Like I've we're not five... even bad. We're not making sense. <laughs> <laughs> I've got five number ones. You got five number nuns. Oh god, Cardi. The thing is, like, can I even blame Cardi because you know she doesn't write a single lyric? But what? then you should have just heard that and thought, I'm not rapping this. I'm not going to say that. We have to change that part. I don't approve. I've got five number ones. Somebody on her camp did her really dirty. You got five number nuns. Who? But let's. How? What? What? <laughs> what does that mean? What? Five number nuns? What is that? I just, I don't know. Just awful, makes no sense, and just bad, 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 bad in every sense of the word. Just bad, awful, actually. Really awful. I totally agree. Um, are there any sort of lyrics, I guess, to wrap up that are just sort of revolutionary that will not only affect you and me, but everybody in the world? And have affected everybody in the world. Just lyrics that we do cut through and. I guess change, change lives, change, change the world. I've had a really one that stand out for you for that. Well, like, you know, the first thing that came to my mind is my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I, yes. Yes. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> People were singing that to, I think, uh, to quote Whitney Houston, because she says this in an interview. But uh, people were singing that at weddings, funerals, kids were coming up to me. And I was just like, I feel the same way about Milkshake. Like people were singing that everywhere. Like Milkshake, my Milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. Fun, playful, <laughs> to the point, relatable. Just I could universal. teach you, <laughs> but I'd have to chat. It's like global at this point like it's so good i think it's really just so again it's such a basic silly lyric but so iconic so huge so like oh gosh everything so 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 good i think it takes a lot of courage as well to be that silly and not take yourself seriously Mm -hmm. i think as an artist it's like you know i don't want to be defined as a substanceless artist or um like like I don't have anything to say in my lyrics especially when you're a good songwriter which I do think Khalees is you know it it could have been a a risky moment for her to kind of I guess paint herself with that oh just a silly little pop artist brush Mm -hmm. but I think because that she has so many other songs that have really sort of tested time in terms of songwriting you cannot deny her pen but it just so much courage I think and like confidence to just be like my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard it's just <laughs> I, I i believe in myself so much that you cannot take my pen from me so i'm going to be as silly and as outrageous and ridiculous as i want to be and then i'm going to get back to the really good like not even really good but the really serious song mm. if i want to it's just so confident i think it's just it's it especially as a woman as well in this industry it was just such a confident move and what a yes. good as well we need to go back and give Kalisa the number one she deserves <laughs> Oh my god, I we really no. do. 
let me not like let me actually not start because this episode will never end if i start talking about the queen and like how she's the most influential person in the world but that's probably my example of a revolutionary iconic lyric and i want to hear yours well on the other end of the spectrum lakaya um my lyric was actually bob marley um oh, and it, comes from, it comes from redemption song the lyric i'm thinking of is emancipate yourself from mental slavery none but ourselves can free our minds and i mean i, I remember my granddad quoting this to me my mom my dad it's just so potent it really does call to action and I think that's so incredible in music to to use it in such a way that it really makes us unify and come together for a good cause. And Redemption Song definitely does that for me. It's not just for black people, it's for everybody to to unite and unify against wrong, against evil, no matter what it is. If it's sexism, racism, whatever it is, whatever it is, it's just, you know, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. I think that can be applied to so many things. If you are shackling yourself in depression or lack of self-belief or lack of self-worth or a bad relationship or a bad job or whatever, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. It's just, it's so strong. It just, oh the, my the God. message to me, it, it starts from within and you have the power to do so much with yourself, with the world, but you've got to emancipate yourself. And I, I, I love that. Oh it. my god, I mean that actually is the perfect lyric to wrap up this episode. Absolutely. But before we do, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just have to give one last shout out. Go because on. this is of course tuned in with Canon Lack. I think it would be rude not to mention a lyric that reminds me of you. Oh. And this is a song actually that I come back to quite a lot with you. Because I remember the first time I heard it when you forced me to listen to the album because you bought it for me on iTunes and didn't give me a choice and pestered me every day until I finished it. But the opening song was Breakfast. This is a, an album called Food by Khalees. Oh my God. And it's one of the most beautifully written songs in my opinion. It's just so simple and honest and direct and pure. It's a song I believe she wrote for her son, Knight. Yeah. And it really does, it's a, it's sort of a testament, I think, to our friendship. It definitely Aww. reminds me of how I feel about you. The lyrics <laughs> in question um, is, I want to say thank you. You've been more than just a man. You've really been my friend. And I totally feel that with you. Like, I totally, totally feel that. And every time I hear it, it reminds me of when I first heard it. I actually wrote it in a birthday card for my mum. Obviously, I changed man to woman um, and she cried, bless her. But oh. it really does just remind me of, I guess, our friendship and what it is to really love someone. Another lyric in that song is, you know, so much of who we are is from who first taught us how to love. Oh, my God. And if that ain't true, I think that's probably up there with me with the lyric. In terms of favourite lyrics from this episode, I'd say one of them is the one that you quoted from Hayley Williams. Yeah. Um, Sorry, say it again. Let's hear it. If you know love, you best prepare to grieve. Exactly. And probably my next favourite after that is so much of who we are is from who first taught us how to love. Oh, my God. It really is just, it goes beyond sort of, you know, 
man and woman or it's it's just love in general if the first person who really brought you to your knees in love was a woman your mom your son your friend whatever it's just finding that type of feeling in another person is so powerful that type of connection and I really do feel like I have that in my friend Lakaya so I love you and it's oh, been a great I love you too man I feel like I have to share a Louis that reminds me of you now oh that that was so I feel, oh my god we're getting sappy here on tuning in Cadillac but oh I god, appreciate I, <laughs> I appreciate that but I and I lyric that reminds me of you I don't actually know I probably have sent you this song um actually the whole song reminds me of you it's called here to stay by Christine Aguilera and yeah. again another great songwriter but I think of like one of the verses she says no matter the pressures that face me i believe i believe they will see i'll never let anyone break me all your doubt can do now is strengthen me and life it ain't always that easy gotta fight past to see gotta fight to see past the boundaries crossing the lines i will define every time that forever is mine and i feel like that is khalifa a strong woman who like everything that i just mentioned in those lyrics i we see reflected in Khalifa and oh yes I love you and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm gonna so cry. Well I love that. That was a beautiful way to wrap up. What a great episode as always. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Khalifa are gonna go have like a three hour hug now. <laughs> we are virtually <laughs> over the phone. Actually um, no we're not because you're ill. So. Well yeah maybe not. I'm just gonna send you some snaps of me and my sick face. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in with to tune in with Helen Lag. It's been amazing. It's been an oh emotional rollercoaster this episode. It has. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I guess we'll catch you in the next episode. Oh, bye. Bye. And that's why you're tuning in. That's why you're tuning in. <laughs>